0: church there's gonna be Christians that are gonna say well this is too tough I don't want to be persecuted I don't want to suffer for Jesus Paul experienced that in his day and so he's teaching Timothy Timothy it's gonna be tough sometimes there's times that you're gonna suffer but it's worth it all it's worth it all just like Jesus he saw the cross he saw what he was going to have to go through and endure but for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross that's the attitude that we need to have in the last days church there may be some difficult times but church we know there's a heaven to gain amen we know we're gonna be in paradise with the Lord in heaven for eternity we know we're gonna live forever we know that everything's gonna be all right So we're not going to back down from times of suffering. Even when people around us begin to fall away because it gets difficult. And then the third thing in that verse that that Paul said that I was pointing us to. First of all, he said not to be ashamed. Second of all, he's talking here about suffering. And then third, he says according to the power of God. You want to know how we endure suffering and temptation in the last days? It's because we have the power of God. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. God pours His Spirit out upon us. We welcome Him. And and when the Holy Spirit's poured out in your life, we receive power, divine power, to stand in temptation, to go through difficult things, and to continue to advance the kingdom of God. Advance the kingdom of God. I'm thankful that we don't face the suffering and the temptation on our own ability. But we have divine power from the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 2, it it talks about suffering and temptation. Again, it gives us a little insight. In Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17, it says, Therefore in all things he had to be made like his brethren. It's saying that Jesus had to become man. He had to become flesh. That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself, now listen to this, for in that he himself, Jesus, suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. That's a powerful promise. I love that. What is that saying? it's saying that jesus became flesh he became a man he was tempted he suffered but he endured it he went all the way through it he conquered death and because he did church he is able to aid us when we have times of temptation when we have times of suffering the power of god's there the presence of jesus is there and he will aid us through the suffering and through the temptations that's how we live in the last days amen in the power of God I love that back in 2nd Timothy chapter 1 now we're to verse 9 who has saved us and called us with a holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus and listen to this before time began I want us to see that God has a great eternal plan for mankind. And that plan's gonna be fulfilled. God's plan is going to come to pass. Do you believe that? Amen. It is. God's plan is going to come to pass. Another thing this tells us is, Church, you and I were born exactly when God determined, and we will take our last breath exactly when God determines. I have guys all the time tell me, oh pastor, I was born a century too late. I really should have been a mountain man. You may enjoy the mountains, you may enjoy the outdoors, but God purposed that you would be born and live in this time. What else does that tell me? It tells me that God has a plan to use me no matter how crazy this world gets. No matter what we face, God wants to use me. He chose me to be in this time to be used for his glory. And it also brings me another powerful assurance. As my children grow up, and my, they're grown now and they have children of their own, my grandchildren. It tells me God still had a plan. Amen. God has a plan for little Hattie. He has a plan for little Zeke. He has a plan for Malaya and McKenna and Levi. All of my grandchildren. I place them in the the hands of God. We train them up in the way they should go. And when they're old, they're not going to depart from it. That's God. Oh, Aletheia. I forgot little Aletheia. She's so tiny, I just forget about it. Pretty soon she's gonna be the only one that I have here. Everybody said, Oh, yeah, thank you. But I'm not worried about my grandchildren and them growing up in this craziness. Even if I go to be with the Lord and they still live a full life and the world continues to get worse and worse and crazy things are going on because we have committed them to the lord and we're teaching them in god's ways and they're growing and maturing and i know that god trusts them he said i'm going to bring them into the world at this time this is going to be their life and i'm going to work through them so church don't live in fear don't live in fear about your children growing up in all of this garbage I wish, that our, our, I wish that my kids could grow, could grow up in the world that I grew up in. I rode my bike everywhere. I never worried about getting abducted. I went to a school that opened with prayer every morning. they have taken all of that away. But I trust God with my kids and my grandkids. Amen. Amen. You can trust Him with your kids in these last days but it's your responsibility to train them up in the way they should go. In verse 10, it says, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Jesus conquered death. He's conquered hell. He's conquered the grave. So, church, the worst thing that could happen right now to me would be to die. But at the same time, that's the best thing that could happen to me. (laughs) Because I'd be in the presence of the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen? So as Christians in the last day, we keep our eyes on the ultimate promises of God that He has conquered death. Death is just a veil that we walk through and we're in the presence of Jesus and we're going to be with Him forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Amen? This world isn't our home anyway. Amen? We're bound for glory. Heaven is our home. I love to read at funerals and graveside services, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and what it says about death. It says in verse 54, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. How are we going to make it through the last days? We're living in victory in Jesus. Amen. Bottom line, we're living in victory in him. Now back to 2 Timothy chapter 1, we're to verse 11. It says, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. Paul's there giving us the credentials that he has, the calling on his life. But notice that he's speaking, he says, I've been called to the Gentiles not just the Jews aren't you thankful today that God came for the whole world I'm thankful for that in Revelation chapter 5 verse 9 we have a picture in heaven of the multitudes of people gathered around God and it says in verse in chapter 5 verse 9 it's talking about Jesus and it says you were slain and have redeemed us to god by your blood then it says out of every tribe tongue people and nation i love that part of that verse out of every tribe tongue people and nation and i went and i dove into it a little deeper this week and in the original language the word that's translated tribe means race but it also was used meaning class and also tribe. So it's saying that, uh, that every race of people we're going to be gathered together in heaven. Church Christians should not be prejudiced against anybody. Amen? We're all going to be together in heaven. There's not going to be this little section over here for a certain race and another section over here. And this word was also used for class of people. And I, I like that too. Because it's saying that there's going to be people that have been homeless, that have been out on the streets, that don't have a nickel to their name, but they believe in Jesus, and they're going to be in in the kingdom of God. It also means there are going to be those that are wealthy, and everything in between. We're all, it doesn't matter, Jesus didn't come for one class of people, he came for every one of us. Amen? And it also means people from the same descendant, that word does. And that was very intriguing to me, people from the same descendant. And I wonder how how small a group that you could take that down to. And I'm just going to leave it there, because I don't have the answer. But that's powerful. Powerful. I love that the next word we we translate it tongue and what it means in the original language is language or dialect and there's over 7100 languages in the world currently spoken and there have been other languages throughout the years that have died out but God's Word says there's going to be people from every language but then it goes on and says every dialect And think about that, English currently has 160 different dialects around the world of English. So it's not just somebody that speaks English, it's from every one of those dialects. God has called people, God has saved people, and they're going to be with us in heaven. Don't you like that, church? The next word we translate it, people, people. And it, and it can mean nation, but it was used as a title in the Septuagint, the Greek version of, of the Hebrew Bible. And it was used for God's people. So it was used as a title for a certain group of people. And God says that there's certain groups of people that have a title. And God's going to save people out of every one of those groups. Finally, the word that we translate nation it, me- it literally means people as distinct from all other people groups. Now I want you to think about it. This is the heart of God. And we, church, still have a mission to reach every people group, every dialect. So the church in the last days is going to go forward. We're going to advance no matter what to get the gospel around the world. And finally, look at verse 12, and I'm going to close. For this reason, I also suffered these things. There he's talking about suffering again. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. You see how those two things, Paul's tying them together. I'm not ashamed even in suffering. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. <laughs> How do we make it in the last days and all these crazy times? We live a life of total commitment to Jesus. Not half-hearted, not once in a while, but we're committed daily, our whole life, every part of our life. We're committed to God, committed to Jesus, what he wants from us, what he wants to do in our lives and through us. And he says he's committed, he's sold out. Paul here, he, I love how he says this. He's saying this, he says, For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded. Has believed in the original language here is in the perfect tense. Meaning he has a settled conviction, full confidence in Jesus and in the gospel. I love that. And I want to ask you today, as we close, do you have full confidence? Do you know in who you believe? Are you persuaded that He is able to keep that which is committed unto Him until that day? Until that day means when Jesus returns. In other words, when you commit your whole life to Him, Jesus, here I am. He has promised us. He's going to keep us until his return, till that day. What a great promise. Amen. I want the worship team to come if they will. Again, church, I shared this this morning because I want us to be prepared. Some I know some churches they just you know want to share oh everything's going to be good but if you read God's word we're going to face some difficult things but we're going to face them in the power of God. We're going to face them in the victory of Jesus and we're going to continue to make a difference in this world. One of the things I love in scripture and it talks about In Acts chapter 2, it talks about some difficult things, but it talks about, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Amen? And, And later on, it says, and whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Most Bible scholars put all that together and they believe there's going to be a great end time revival. There's going to be a mighty move of God that's going to sweep around the world. And we're going to see people from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation come into the kingdom of God before He returns. And I want to be ready for that. I want to be praying for that. Amen. And I want to be committed to Him. Will you stand with me? I want to invite our prayer team to come in the front and in the back of the auditorium. And if you have a prayer need today, we want to spend just a few moments and pray with you. It may be a, a need about a family member or friend. It may be a health issue. It may be a spiritual issue. They don't know Jesus is Lord. It may be a financial situation that you're facing. But whatever you're facing today, Jesus is the answer. And He calls us in His Word to pray one for another. And So as the worship team begins to lead us in Another worship song. I want to invite you to come and we want to pray with you today. Whatever that need is. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to connecting with you next time. And don't forget, you can support us by giving through the Church Center app or by going online at summitwc.com slash give.